sure you will all agree there are things that need to be done in this country today. So now wake up, everybody, no more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking again. Wake up, everybody, no more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking again. Welcome to life, living intentionally for the empowerment of ourselves and our families. We are a podcast about everyday people that want to live a life of empowerment. You can definitely expect transparency from us and our guests. We will talk about the many matters of life. We are here to discuss real life matters that affect many of us, such as dating, parenting, education, entrepreneurship, and more. Again, the foundation of our podcast is transparency, and we are living intentionally for empowerment. My name is Viviana, and I'm here to learn and bring awareness to our community. All right. Um, we want to thank you again for being here with life. Again, our number one thing is to be transparent. And we're going to be talking about some um, some life events that happen to people. Today, we have James Daniel III with us today. James Daniel is uh, 26 years old. He's a native of Hampton, Virginia. He's a student athlete. Um, his life has been filled with being a student athlete, and today he is a um, uh, master degreed man and so he's going to give us some uh, knowledge and some wisdom about um, how he was raised um, how that has affected him today at being 26 years old and some of the visions that he has for his future for himself and for the community and also, I want to thank you, James, for uh, being here today. You have been a great mentor for my son. Even when you were young, he always looked up to you. And it's nice to be able to continue to have you in our lives. And uh, James Daniel Jr. is the son of James Daniel. He was our first guest when we did our original uh, podcast. So this is some additional information as to this is the, the perspective from the son because we have have heard from the dad before. So um, uh, I'm not going to give you guys a big bio about James. Uh, you'll be able to hear a little bit about his life and how he grew up um, as we talk. So we don't have an, uh, an official bio on him, even though it does exist. Um, so Jay, I call, James, I call him Jay. So Jay, can you tell us a little bit about what it was like to be the father of this AU coach um, that was married to your mom and then eventually you they got a divorce? But the entire time, he never stopped being your dad, and he never stopped being your coach, your mentor. And tell me how that relationship was when you were younger. Like, I guess maybe you can kind of think about the the memory that you have. Like, how young were you, right? right. If you can give us a, a scenario or an example. I would say it probably goes back um, to when I was about three, three or four. I think I, I think that's probably when my parents split but I at first I ended up going back with my mom so my parents were in the military my mom was stationed in Germany and just like any kid or any son they want to be around their their parents or they really want to be around their dad up under their dad so I was telling my mom every day I remember I'm three or four like I want to go live with my dad I want to go live with my dad I want to go live with my dad so I'm bugging her bugging her bugging her so then finally she eventually lets me so I'm probably about four four years old my dad flies all the way to Germany 
comes to get me. I don't know how he afforded to do that because um, at, at, at that time he didn't have it. Uh, he was probably switching careers, trying to find himself too. But he came and got me. Ended up moving back with him, um, and it was just—it's just, just kind of just been me and him ever since. Um, my sister ended up staying out out in Germany for a while, then she ended up moving back to the states in high school. But just during that time, uh, he was coaching at Bethel, so I'm always watching him. Bethel High School, right? Mm-hmm. He was um, head JV coach, and he was assistant to uh, Coach Breon, who's still there now. So I was just always in the gym, always watching him, always around the game. And that's probably where I really uh, just developed that love, just being around the game all the time. Um, Tell me a little bit about the discipline that he taught you, because he always brags. So he has this bracelet that says sleep is for suckers. <laughs> so tell me how that has, uh, how, how do you, how, do you how, what was that like, that experience? Um, the discipline with him, he's always been... Uh, a really, really good thinker. He's always giving me different jewels, get different knowledge, and he kind of his his he's always looking for an advantage. Um, he's real just strategic. So <laughs> the sleepers for suckers is actually so funny because he he prides himself on being the first one up in the entire world <laughs> every single day. Every single day, I promise. If you tell him like you're getting up at six a.m., you're not getting up early enough. Um. But he's just always been a grinder. Every all the stuff he does. So the discipline with us, I'll probably say it really started because as a kid, you 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 want him to do his best. But he's always been one to um, like you can you can. I, I always feel like I can ask my dad anything, but he also gives you um, different choices, different decisions, and I always give him. I say so. Like, what would you do? Mm. And that's usually kind of kind of how I go. But we um. He helps you think it through. He does. He does. He does. And um, so when my sister was in high school, I'm probably in elementary school, about like fourth grade. And she was the age difference between you and your sister? Six years. Okay. So like Troy, Troy and Joel. Well, my son, so the same yeah. thing. So Carmen ended up graduating and she was um with the school and it was three valedictorians. And by the same same dad had three valedictorians um, back to back to back to back. Oh wow! He went and he asked the um, asked the dad kind of like what was his secret to success, and the dad told him um, about the no TVs, not watching TV during the week. So <laughs> so being the extremist my dad is, he got rid of every TV in the house. Mm. So I think there was one TV still in the living room, but we had five at the time. So he got rid of all the TVs. Um, and still to this day, like neither, nobody, none of us are big TV watchers. So during that time when I, you would be watching TV. Now I'm outside playing on my goal, my sister studying. So you just mm-hmm. kind of be more productive in all that TV time. Um, did you ever go through a time where you became rebellious? Um, I wouldn't, I didn't never really have one of those times. Cause I think there was a story about your hair was going to get cut. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He hated my hair. So when I was when I was younger, um, probably I was going like I was young. I might have been like sixth grade, fifth grade, one, one of these times. And my hair was getting really long, so my braids were probably like in my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Or I might have been even younger. I can't I can't remember. <laughs> and his whole thing was um, like he was just one of the reasons for me to cut my hair, for me to cut my hair. So then one day I ended up doing something. I'm sure it was nothing. Mm-hmm. 
And he said, all right, it's either I'm going to get a whooping, either, either I'm going to whoop you, or you, you got to cut your hair. And I kind of looked at him, kind of like thought about it. I said, man, you gonna like you got to whoop me. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even think I got a whooping. I think he just kind of laughed it off. Laughed it off. He was expecting you to say something else. Right. He was expecting me to say I get my hair cut. So, yeah, that was, but I've never really had like um, a rebellious time. He's always been, like, he's always shown me a, a lot of respect. Um, mm-hmm. We've always had like good dialect back and forth, so it's never really been. Any You've never reason. been fearful of him. I've, um, probably as a kid, but like growing up, he just it's, it's just always been, just always been. I, I've I've always just respected him so much, just seeing how much he does for other people's kids, mm-hmm. seeing how much he does for his community, just seeing how he is. Like I'm, I've never just been one to um, just want to disrespect him. Hmm. How was it when he started to bring Wendy into the picture? Because Wendy is his current wife now. So how right. was that? So I didn't know. Um, I call her Mama Wendy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know her. I knew Bryce. Mm-hmm. Her son. So I didn't know that that was her son until we ended up, I think, like going over there one day. Mm-hmm. So she came over a couple of times and she had cooked and I loved the way she cooked. Mm-hmm. She used to make these corn muffins and they were my favorite. I need to tell her she needs to make <laughs> some some more. Now. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, so she used to come over. She was always really nice. Um, I know Bryce used to play for this team called Newport News. Um, they were like Newport News Vikings or, or Newport News something. And mm-hmm. reason, because Kat also played on that team with Bryce. Mm-hmm. So we go, I end up being Bryce. Me and Bryce, of course, always kicked it. It's always been my, my dog. Like, we've always been close. He's younger than you or older? Same age. Oh, okay. So, same age. So, me and Bryce always been cool. We go and... Um, Bryce might be younger. Hold on. No, same age, same age, same age, same age. So, we go. Me and Bryce always been cool. Then we end up going to their house a couple times. And then, before you know it, like... Our parents are getting married, <laughs> but I always thought it was cool because I mean I love Bryce, so that was yeah. it, it, it was. So it was a, it was easy. Definitely, was definitely. Easy. And during this time, your mom was still in Germany when they got married, or she was when they got here? married. My mom was actually back in Virginia, mm. so she had moved back to Virginia. She she was staying um, somewhere in Hampton, not that far down the street. So she was back in Hampton. Okay. Yeah. And then tell me about a little bit about the relationship that you have with your mother. What is that like? Um, it's it's always been really good. Me and my mom have a good relationship. She calls me all the time, mm-hmm. so I have to be sometimes selective when I when I answer. <laughs> but we talk a lot. Um, she's on social media a lot, so I always see her on there doing her thing. She works out every morning. Oh, okay. So yeah, she's really getting in some good shape. Um, my sister has a workout group that they all work out in. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, me and my mom, it's always been close. So it's always been a healthy relationship. Right. I think that my favorite part was, um, was actually when I got to go, cause she only got to see me play once when I was at Howard mm-hmm. once or twice. And when I got to go to Tennessee, it's only like two and a half, three hour drive from Atlanta. So she got to make it to every home game. And then we ended up playing Wake Forest, which is in North Carolina. We ended up playing Georgia Tech. Um, and we also ended up playing Georgia out there. So she was able to come to, like, 18 games that year. 
which I don't think my dad's been to 18 college games of mine. Mm. So it was like, that was probably my favorite part was her getting to see me play. Being able to be there. Right. So when you were younger, like my, you know, my son is 15, getting ready to be 16, and then my youngest is 10. Right. How, and when I was growing up, Mm -hmm. I didn't play sports. Right. So this is all, you know, I've had to acclimate myself to it. Right. How important is it to see your parents out there? Um, it's definitely important. I've been fortunate that um, my dad had the opportunity to coach other really great players similar to me. That way he's seen what's worked, what hasn't worked. Because uh, a lot of times some parents, they might put too much emphasis on one thing when really it should be another. And also when you have that support, like after the game, whether you play good or bad, like you know that you have some somebody there rooting for you. Good, better, and different. Um, well, my dad is is always bad. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we used to go on these we used to go on these AU tournaments, and he's not a he doesn't talk he doesn't scream from the stands, and he sits all the way up top, and he'll have a book which he don't even read the he's not reading the book, <laughs> so he's acting like he's not paying attention, and all I can do is just hear him like. Dang, he ain't never gonna make a shot. <laughs> like, hey, you gotta get back on defense. Dang, and he could just probably be talking. I don't know if it's me going insane out there on the but court. But you always hear your dad. I can hear him. I don't even know if he's saying anything. Wow. But I feel like if I'm doing something, I mess up. I can hear him. I can hear him more. So that's that's always cool. So he was your AU coach, and he was, he was your high school coach. He was my AU coach through 12 years old. So from eight to 12, he was my AU coach, and it's so crazy that. Our 8 to 12 and under team, I think it came out when all of us ended up going to school. And we're all from Hampton. Mm-hmm. Ended up being eight Division One players on that team. Oh, wow. And we were all from Hampton. It was me. I ended up going to um, Howard, Tennessee. Aaron went to ODU. Mm-hmm. Josh Fortune went to Providence, then Colorado. Ramon ended up playing football at Temple. Rashawn Proctor ended up playing football at ODU. Mm-hmm. And um, Hampton, um, who else that was on that team? I'm missing out. I'm missing some guys, but just had just had those those really good teams. And then at 12, I actually went to go play for. At 13, I'm going to go play for Boo Williams. Is so this is when at 12, 8 to 12 used to be just Hampton Hoyas. Then 13 through 17 was Boo Williams, and I go to go play for Boo, and they try to put me on a B team. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, like, no, like, I'm not playing on nobody's B team. Right. So me and my dad go, and he makes his own AAU team. So it's six players, right? And in the old Rock is the other guard. Mm-hmm. He ended up going to play for Delaware State. Then he played at um, Catawba. He had a really good career. So then we end up going, and he makes his own team, Phantom Elite, something mm-hmm. like that. He got jerseys <laughs> and everything. It was six. I remember it was like six players. But we had a good team. Mm-hmm. It was me, Rock, this guard, this guy named TJ. Um, this is a couple good. Like, we had a good team. So we ended up going to States. And me and Rock is doing our thing, doing our thing. We ended up playing um, this team, Team Loaded, who I ended mm-hmm. up playing with. They had a guard, Frank Mason, who ended up going to Kansas. He was National Player of the Year, got drafted, like, early first round or something, or late first round. Mm-hmm. So we're playing him, and I have, like, one of the best games, have, like, 30-plus points or whatever. The head of their organization, Team Loaded, which is, like, super big now, comes up to my dad and says, hey, you bring Jay, like, he'll never have to pay for AAU again. But it's just one of those things, just all that work that we put in 
from since I've been three in the gym with him mm-hmm. to now it paid off now from 13 to 17 I didn't have to come out a dollar wow. for AAU so that's kind of how that happened um, but even then that was probably when I was playing for his team on that Phantom Select that was probably the most um, that was probably the one time I've seen him he was more parent like just like oh like like he was real like like he was, a he was. that's the first time I ever seen him that's probably the last time I've seen him do that he did it later when I was coming through like later in college uh, he started he started being like that so that was pretty cool mm, that's nice what about um tell me a little bit about do you feel that you missed out because it sounds like and even talking to your dad it sounds like all you guys did was academic and basketball right like that's it right you know like he says that uh, a lot of the times basketball took place but most of your growth in reference to basketball took place in the car when you guys right. were in the car having conversations right so do you sometimes think that there was a part of you that missed out something because your entire life was basketball and academics. Not necessarily. Um, it's it's like basketball is kind of what I love to do. Mm-hmm. So if I get to do that all day, then that's like it's the best time of my life. Being in the gym, um, being around other people who also want to get better. But you were always like that. I was always like that. I think it just kind of got bred into me just being young in the gym. That that's always what you're around. That's where your comfort. So I was always comfortable doing that, but those those car rides, of course, that's that's where that growth is. But <laughs> man, that's torture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the car rides can be torture, especially like my dad being such a good coach that he is. It can be almost to the point where like he knows too much. Mm. Like he knows so much where it's just like I remember sometimes he'd be like, "Dude, like what are you like what are you doing?" <laughs> I used to think of myself, man, I look great out there. <laughs> and he'll be telling me I look terrible. So hindsight, I, I appreciate the just the honesty that he always gave me um, as far as my game went. And I think that's what really allowed me to grow. Mm. Mm-hmm. What's something that um, as you, you know, a lot of young people don't want to get married or have kids, right? right. So I'm, I don't know what your answer is to that. And I'm not asking you right now. Uh-huh. But if you potentially get married and have kids, what's one thing? So I don't think you have a list of things, but right. what's one thing that you would do different that your father did? Um, I always think that he he's been a, a, a innovator um, as far as everything goes. I remember when Under Armour came out with these like these like little mouthpieces that said like when you're when you're playing with them like your jaw you can get more strength when you clench your teeth. So I had one of those at mm-hmm. twelve, thirteen. One thing I would say different. Um, I almost wish when I was with Fannie Mae Lee if he could have um, like I would have went and played for Team Loaded but tried to get that Fannie Mae Lee team going mm-hmm. and then he would have his own organization kind of how he has ball up it would be such it would be such but back then you just kind of don't know how it goes it was only two AAU teams to play for now it's Multiple hundreds out here. So, what is uh, what is ball up? Ball up is a, um, actually something he came up with, uh, and the whole concept behind it is to just to be you. So be yourself, wherever, whatever it is, if it's in business or school, but on the court, and it's like you have these things that come up. I've played for coaches 
who hadn't played me and my dad's never blamed a coach ever mm-hmm. it's always been always been the players never blamed the situation never blamed nothing he's always said like what else could you have done because at the end of the day there's always something else you could have done always something else you could always went hard you could always mm-hmm. do that so he's never blamed the coach but he said when you're out there you gotta be yourself if you're a shooter shoot the ball if you a big man like block shots get rebounds can't blame anybody when you're out there so whole concept is just to, to be you and he started this a, a, a while ago and he used to have more camps he used to have spring break camps um over the summer he used to have camps and then he kind of turned it into training so kind of give training and when i would come home i would help him with the guys but i had just been in school so long uh overseas and playing that i've just never been home over a couple weeks at a time mm-hmm. so now that i was at home i wanted to really like just to try to bring it up and really just kind of brand it so that we could just keep going to the next level. Mm. So that's something different that you would do in reference to basketball. Uh, is there something that you would do different as him, as a dad or as a man or something? Because um, I know he's not perfect. A couple, <laughs> probably, I, I mean, I don't think that he would have known, though. Like, no, he's not going to know, but it's just some an adjustment like, that you would make. So, uh, my cousin, his name is Govan, and his dad worked at this big consulting um, firm. firm called Deloitte. He worked there. So, he kind of had this insight on what Govan needed to major in mm-hmm. to come out so that when he's come out, he's making 90000 100000 So, I think if my dad would have had more insight on to say, hey, we're like basketball, of course, is number one, mm-hmm. but we're going to have you major in this because because when you come out i already know how how it's going to go so my cousin i want to say he's like he majored in something but i think he's like a coder mm-hmm. so like he's like the only one gotcha but his dad already kind of knew that this was going to be the next thing so it kind of set him up i think if he would have kind of knew that um that's probably the only thing other than that he's done he's done really good what's your major in uh, undergrad sociology and my master's ag leadership Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay, that's good. Um, what else was I going to ask you? So that was good. I think we got to know uh, James a little bit more. Uh, so people call you Jaybird. Right. Where does that come from? They actually, it's um, my dad's old name. Uh-huh. And he doesn't like it. So, so didn't my, aunt, <laughs> my aunt ended up giving me the nickname. So they used to call him Jaybird when he was younger. Mm. When I was a baby, my aunt... They ended up, so then they end up start calling my dad JD. As he grew older, they start calling him JD, JD, JD. So they called me Jaybird, and my aunt, when I was a little baby, she, my aunt Dedra, started calling me Jaybird. So then now everybody's calling me Jaybird, and when I got to high school, my dad thought that they were going to start calling me James. But then I'm being good at basketball. They say, who's that? Oh, that's Bird. It's Jaybird. It's Jaybird. Mm-hmm. So now they're calling me Jaybird again. So he's like, all right. Like, when he goes to college, like, they're going to stop calling him that. Like, he it was he thought it was too youthful. Like, yeah. too, so too childish of a name. So when I go to college, still calling me Jaybird. So then he's just like, man, he's not going to get rid of this name. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he didn't want people to call me that anymore. Oh, wow. It's what people don't even know. Well, because it doesn't sound professional, right. right? But hey, you can. Do you have a hashtag with it? I don't. You should. <laughs> it's my name on <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Oh, actually, it's JD three. It's it's not even Jaybird. It was Jaybird. Mm. Not anymore. Yeah, because you are you twenty six now. <laughs> Got it. All right. So I just want to thank you for the conversation that we had today. 
Um, I think, you know, one of the things that, uh, that I think it's nice is to, uh, there's a lot of kids out here that don't have their dads right? and it's nice to have someone that has such a tight relationship with their dad. Right. And it's usually, uh, not necessarily what you hear, but it's what you see. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sure, um, that as years go by and you move forward in your life, you're going to be even better than your dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's amazing that he has been able to impact you your sister, uh, stepchildren, and other children in the community. So I think that's awesome. And I think that you should definitely, maybe you guys didn't do it with the um, basketball team, but it sounds like definitely with Wall Up, you will be able to um, make that uh, wish true. You know, that's something that you would have done different, that you still have time to kind of make that impact. And still, even though you didn't do it with the basketball team, but you could definitely do it with Wall Up. Right. Okay, sounds good. Well, thank you, James. Um, did you have any other questions or final thoughts? Um, I mean, this is my first one, so got the jitterbugs out. Okay. I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you've done interviews before, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. So, okay. Well, thank you, audience. Um, we want to thank you for listening in, and stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you for listening to Life, our podcast about living intentionally for empowerment. We want to thank our sponsors, Music Concierge by McCall. We can find them at Instagram, MCM underscore sound. Thank you for A Plus Power Washing at We underscore Power Wash and A Plus Academics at A Plus underscore Academics. If you want to contact our podcast life, you can find us on Instagram at Viviana underscore A Plus underscore life and on Facebook at Life with Viviana. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned. I'm sure you